Hey, podcast listeners, Pastor Freddie T here. So glad you're tuning in today. JV and I got one that is straight fire. A lot of laughter on the front end, digging deep on the tail end. You're going to enjoy it. Thanks for listening. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. JV, good Good morning. morning. Good morning. How you doing, man? Cold this morning. It's a little little chilly. My windshield was not frosted this morning. Yeah, that was a good, uh, (laughs) or dirty, hopefully. What's that? Or dirty. It it wasn't dirty. That's just from your sermon. Yes, that's, that's right. right. That's right. How are you? I'm uh, good this morning. I'm. I was so tired. I'm tired that's, this morning. That's okay. why I had to get. That's why I had to get a little espresso. Uh, yeah. I'm thank ti- you. I'm thank tired you for the espresso, JB. Isn't it great to see the seasons change as we come? I love it as we come into the lounge on Tuesday mornings. Yeah, it really it, it is. You get you got the bird in the spring that was chasing us around, and then the simple things, man. We've got to stop, slow down, smell yeah. the. Room. Smell the proverbial roses. Or at least the tobacco smoke. Yeah. Well, yes. Or the smoking tobacco. I just can't let it in my lungs. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a beautiful morning. Hey, uh, last week was fall break. Yeah, we missed the leaves change, I think. I, saw, I know. I saw some cool pictures of you guys yeah. beaching it. Yeah, we did. We did. Max's birthday was... Uh, yes. We, we had the challenge of trying to juggle him not being in a car on his birthday, which he was. Uh, to trying to do something special a day before. So yeah. Now let's think about this. It could have been really cool if he was like in the Batman Batman mobile. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to think like what cars could you be in on your birthday? It'd be really cool, right? Yeah. I don't but know. he was in your car. He was in our car. Yeah. So we we drove back on his car on a miserable drive on What on was miserable out. about the drive? Traffic? Oh just oh yeah. Just really stupid, crazy. Traffic. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Stopped for almost 35, 40 minutes almost. Do you think still. it's worse today than it was oh, yeah. ten years ago? There's no question. People are having too many kids. Or just too many cars. People watching their phones too they much while they're driving. To they should walk to Nashville now. They quit driving to Nashville. Are they are they gonna put like a train in? Is know. is that just like urban legend that they're gonna put a train in from so. Nashville think, to Clarksville? I think in, I think they're probably it would be a good idea. I don't know. You think in our kids' lifetime they'll see a train? I don't know. Those yeah. are all hard questions this early. This well, wake up. <laughs> What's a podcast world? Uh, uh, so was uh, Scottsdale what you remembered it to be? Uh, yes. You know what, man? We stayed. So we went to Scottsdale, Arizona mm-hmm. for fall break. And um, Any good podcast listener would remember that from two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, we stayed in an Airbnb in our old neighborhood. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Did you stop by the old house and knock on the door? We did. I figured you would. Did you yeah. jump in the pool? In our old pool? Yeah. No, no. The The lady who lives in that house was out of town, and she had like a dog sitter there, and he came to the door, and it was a little awkward, you know? We're like, hey, we used to live here. <laughs> Can we walk around? Can he's we try, he's trying to keep the dog in the house, and he's like, yeah, she gets back on Thursday. and So we were leaving Thursday, and it was a little early to knock on our door again the second time. So we tried, um, but the layout of the house we stayed in felt like the layout of our other house, and it had a pool in the backyard. So we did swim in the pool good it's great watch some baseball games susan and three of our kids climbed camelback mountain parker had a meltdown on the way down he was so fired up to climb the mountain and then he just did not count the cost it was hurting 
It was not easy. Got it. Camelback is a very strenuous, very strenuous. Have you ever been to Arizona? Uh, the answer is probably yes. Is, New, Mexi- been, is New, New Mexico Grand on Canyon? the west of Arizona? New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. New Mexico next to California. And, Mexi- and then Mexico so, is south. So I, <laughs> I didn't know. I've been in New Mexico and I have been to the, uh, yes, yeah, Springerville, Arizona for any First Baptist folks back in the day. On a mission trip. 2001, two, we went to Springerville, Arizona. So yeah. the answer is yes, I've been there and to the Grand Canyon and to Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico. There you go. Look at me, world traveler. <laughs> Well, happy Tuesday morning to you. Yeah, happy On Tuesday. Scale of one to ten, how was fall break for you? Oh, it was. Uh, it was a. It was a ten before yesterday. So, but that's well. Yesterday wasn't fall break. That's what I said. It was a and ten back, before back, yesterday. Back to oh, you always, life. You always put things back in paradigms. Back to reality. Speaking of paradigms, <laughs> not two nickels. Um, did you get that? I did. That was that was that was funny. I was trying to. Lighten it up. It's been two Somebody weeks. appreciated that. I'm sure they didn't. Uh, you unpacked. We're not getting into the sermon yet, but man, you unpacked just a lot of scripture. Well, it's like, that's a hard one to mess up, man. Well. It's, I mean it. It's like, it's so full. It's so rich. It's so clear. It's like, Paul's praying for these things. I was, anyways, we'll talk about it in a minute. We are, but it's uh, talking about paradigms. No, so, thank you. I'm encouraged to hear it, you say that. It was, uh, it, it was very helpful for me yesterday to put those paradigms in my daily walk. I can't wait to ask you what you said about the picture you sent me last night. <laughs> I I, but I'm not done talking about fall break. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were done with fall break. Well, so ask, what else do you want to talk about? Well, you got to ask me scale of one to 10. <laughs> scale of, excuse me, scale of one to 10, Fred. How was it? Uh, it was great. That's um, not a scale. No, I know. Uh, I think it was a nine. Nine. Daniel, Daniel Cox was flashing a nine up there. Good. Though he didn't have children out of school, <laughs> he was in the office. It was a nine because I was away. That's what <laughs> was that wasn't going to say it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it was, um, it was so easy with the family. You know, when the kids were really, really little, trying to get through security, like Susan and I, it, it, we felt like you know those like tough mutters, you know those things, those triathlons, you know, like that's what it felt like when the kids were really, really small, like. All of our kids were small at the same time. And we'd be like, all right, here we go. You know, and it just felt like an obstacle course trying mm-hmm. to get through security. It was easy. It was, we had direct flights out to Arizona. Was it busy? The airport? Not too bad. Not okay. too bad. It could have been, you know, if we had a check if we had to check bags, it would have been, but we didn't have to check any bags. Okay. We just packed in carry-ons. And Good. um we got to see a lot of people, you know, from our previous church, and we worshiped with our previous church last Sunday. Oh, okay. So we flew in early that morning, like left here at 6, got there at 8.30 because the time change, and then Ubered it to the church and got to worship with our old church. And, and they have a permanent pastor? Yeah, he was on vacation. <laughs> so there was a guy from Brazil preaching, which was kind of cool. Brazil. Yeah, that was great. That's good. Yeah, it was good. We ate at a couple of great restaurants. Oh, what, what? Did what? you go to Bianco Pizzeria? No. The best pizza in the no. world. No, we went to Grimaldi's. We went to Grimaldi's Pizzeria. What are you talking about? That's all I've talked about for two weeks. Well, let's take a man trip and go to oh Arizona, gosh, and I will show you Arizona, and we can eat at Bianco's. Bianco Pizzeria, the best pizza in the world, arguably. Do you know the movie Elf? <laughs> Do you know the movie Elf? When Will Ferrell stops at that New York City diner, and on the front of the window, it says world's best coffee shop, world's best coffee. 
and he goes in and he says, congratulations, you did it. So the, the episode that I found out about Bianca Pizzeria, that's how he starts it. What? He was, uh-uh. Yes. Talking about Elf? No. Uh, what? What are you talking about? He's, he's, he, he started as a, as a teenager folding pizza boxes in New York. And it says, every pizza box says, best pizza in the whatever. Yeah. He says, you know, I just started to look at that pizza box and just kind of question the veracity of whether that's the best pizza in the world. So here's my guess. (laughs) My guess is that some of our podcast listeners hate this part of the episode. (laughs) I think they do. (laughs) But I think that there's some that live for this part of the episode. I don't know. Anyways, so um, have you tried... The new deep dish pizza place on Martin Luther King Boulevard on the connector. Did you know there was a new deep dish pizza place you have to here in me, Clarksville? Tell me the name of it. I don't know the name. You talking of it. about over here, Exit 11? Yes. You talking about Corzano's or? Maybe. That sounds right. Well, it kind of has like a cornmeal crust a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we've okay. had it. Okay. Yes, yeah, so we've had it. Oh, I want to know what you think about it. I think it's really they good. They deliver, so there you go. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I think it's really good, but they de- they need to butter their crust. I, I, we got it once. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, the cornmeal crust is a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, yes, okay. if you want to go try it out. I haven't tried out the, uh, is it the Egyptian or Indian? What is what the one I was supposed to eat? Oh, the Indian place. Tiki, I almost tiki. ate their Sunday, But let's, I'm talking about the pizza place oh, right now. excuse me. Check it off. It's Anyways, good. Try we, it out. We, we got to the airport from Scottsdale, and we called in an order to pick it up. And we, and we drove in, and it was ready. It takes a long time to cook those pizzas, those deep dish pizzas. Anyways, if they would just butter their crust, so it would be so you'd like it. It yes, it would be okay. It would be so good. Was it better than Grimaldi's? Well, those are those are, those are apples. So and Neapolitan apples and oranges. So you, man. Was it Neapolitan Grimaldi's? Is it Neapolitan? Yes. Okay, kind of. Yeah, Grimaldi's is New York style. Okay, fold it. It's great. Here's the deal: when we moved to Scottsdale, you know, we lived in New York five years. When we moved to Scottsdale, right there south of the church, there's a Grimaldi's. And we're like, oh my goodness, they're they're just trying to use the Grimaldi's name because in New York there was a famous pizza place called Grimaldi's. Okay, thanks for the four one one. I didn't know that. I'm, I'm tracking. Yeah, four one one. And so we thought they were just yanking the name, but they weren't. Same people. Yes. Do you know why? Well, their office was actually in Scottsdale. No, I don't know why. What are you? Because about? Bianco Pizzeria, the best pizza in the world, just channels those people to <laughs> I cannot believe after all the hype I made that you didn't even try it. You did you haven't eaten the pizza. I haven't been to Phoenix. <laughs> if I had I've been to Bianco Pizzeria. Bianco Pizzeria, Chris Bianco, you gotta go. Just go out Phoenix. I'm talking to you podcast listener. That's right, not to Fred. Because mm-hmm. apparently he didn't think, didn't trust, didn't think it was worth. What's your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga, Jonathan? <laughs> I don't What's your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga? I don't know. That, I, it would be Bianco Pizzeria if it were in Chattanooga. I think, I think it's a little more realistic to drive to Chattanooga. All right. I, All feel, right. I feel the sands of the hourglass falling through on this it's been a 30 part of the minute opening. I think it's been a 30-minute opening. No, All right. Good. I do look forward to, I mean, diving deep into the whirlwinds of 15 through 20 of Ephesians 1. Did you get stung by jellyfish at the beach? Uh, saw jellyfish. Ran out as fast as I could. Somebody caught a shark. I saw a video of a shark that you, your wife posted. Did she post it? Yes. Yes. So somebody caught a shark and decided to bring it up on shore so everybody could get bitten. Uh, they caught it in a boat? No, he's just one of those 
people. And listen, podcast listener, if you're one of those people that and take they your really long pole that walk out in the middle of the ocean yeah. and try to catch whatever you can, that's what you it get. It was a big shark, Jonathan. You get a, you get a shark. That's what you get. It was a big shark. So just go buy the fish at the fish market and go swim in the beach. But don't get upset. It is what it is. Best meal you had on vacation? Um, gosh, I don't know. Fall we cooked break. every single. Did you? We cooked every single night. Uh, chef. No, it's chef just JV. it's just easier. I mean, it's just whatever. You're, it's your hobby. Cooking. Well, it is, but not on vacation. Oh, uh, oh but anyway, oh. we did. It's just too many people and too many weights. And oh, gotcha. We just cook, so it's just more peaceful and contenting. Yeah, to cook at night. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a lot of fish. I had a lot of shrimp. Mine was soup Maya. Thanks for asking. Soup. I you you. You hadn't given me a chance. I gave you a pregnant pause right well, there. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I'm still kind of ticked you didn't go to P- <laughs> Bianca Pizzeria. Full of it. All right. I mean, I really don't care what you did eat. If that you did not even try to go to Bianca Pizzeria. No. You could have at least said, I tried, and we didn't see where it could If we had stayed one more day. <laughs> one more day. I imagine that would be it. Bianca's Pizzeria. All right there, Bianco. Anything else before we move into Ephesians 1? It's good to be with you this morning. All right. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. But man, don't we have a lot of excuses for why we don't honor the Lord with our money? You know, ministry takes money. And when you give, God's work is propelled forward. I want to ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work, in His ministry, Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice. Set up recurring giving so that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. We are back. We are back. How did I miss that? He said 10 seconds, and it's like three. So I was going to bring us back, but let me tell you why I was going to bring us okay, back. Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. No, silent, silent, silent on the set. <laughs> quit <laughs> laughing. Quit laughing. I'm going to point at you. Welcome back. <laughs> um, so we, uh, Rachel and I, came to uh, we came to church, first service, snuck at the back. Did you see us? We sat I next did. to your parents. Your, your beady eyes when I started mentioning what words meant. <laughs> He's like, it's like I was very like impressed. A kid in a you candy actually, shop. I was so far past, not far past, so far deep in you know these six, seven verses. Yeah, I didn't even want to get into to, to the weeds of these words. Right. Uh, so I left. We we did sneak out right before first next steps, uh, and the first person I saw walking out was Terry Griffin. Yeah. Um, and he said, "Hey, is it worth going in for the second service?" I was like. It's the most complicated sentence I've ever read in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> I said, but yeah, you need to go listen to Fred. Uh, so yes, I did go home. I sent you a little picture last night. I took a big piece of butcher board paper and I, I did like an unofficial diagramming of this very complicated sentence. It, it's just, it is so imaginably wonderful. The, what, you, what you sent me in a photo, the diagram, mm-hmm. it's, it's why I love preaching the letters is because you can diagram it so well. Like, you know, Paul's building these arguments in um, the little book link I sent you last night. Yep. You're going to love it. Comes, gonna lo- comes tomorrow. It's a small little pamphlet book almost, but it's all about tracing the argument of the epistles. And it's, I mean, it's absolute gold from the Yoda himself, Tom Schreiner. Well, I, I look forward to reading that. But when, when you were going through it, so what I try to do is read through the scriptures. Read, you're reading through the scripture. 
And I was just like, I am so lost. You know, I've read Ephesians. I've almost conquered the Ephesians challenge. I haven't read it every day, I have to say. Remember the Ephesians challenge? Yes. Every chapter, one chapter a day, six days a week for six chapters for Ephesians every week. So, you know, it's finally coming kind of into view, and I don't want to jump on Shriner because I don't know what he says. Sure. But, you know, if you're getting lost just in Ephesians 1, which is easy to do because it is so densely packed with all these big words. Yeah. You know, the fundamentals of our theology, if you want to use it that way, the fundamentals of our faith. This is everything. Yeah. And he's just like, boom, just put in this big, dense cement block. And we're trying to like uncrack it all. But I think if we can just stop and think about what you just said, this is not an argument, but he is setting up a paradigm to say, we're going to get to Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, which is about how we live our daily lives. Yeah. And the spiritual eyes we're supposed to have. Yeah. The spiritual eyes we're supposed to have living our daily lives. But he is taking the time to say, this is not about what you can do or what you are or what you ever thought you could be. This is all about God and what his son has done for us. Mm. That's good. That was a pregnant pause for you to jump in. Oh, it's good. Well, let me read, let me just read this. Okay. Or let me just read this. This is Ephesians 1, uh, verse 15 and following. Uh, for this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, yeah, so now it's even more complicated that you read it again. <laughs> uh, it's really not. I, 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 well, I, what, I what strikes you about this text or as you as you dug into it, as you diagrammed it, what is screaming in your soul? Uh, so if I bring out a point, what screams to me is what I did when I took out the piece of paper as soon as I got home on Sunday is I want to see all of this glory and, uh, and how the modifying clauses are everywhere interspersed and they're, you try to track them, what's modifying what and and what is seated and why is it seated? There's five things to seated and. And then you think about the hyperlinks, Fred. Yeah. Look, look, yeah. look. The you know we talk about seated. Right. It, it then talks about you know it's far above. He's seated where in the heavenly places, yes. far above where all rule and authority, power, dominion, above every name that is named. It's hyperlinked all the way back to Genesis one. Come on, remember what were we created for? We we're created in His image to rule and reign with Him. That's right. 
And what did Adam do in chapter two? Yeah. His... He named every single thing that God created. Yeah. And God's saying, you named everything. I gave you Eve because you couldn't find a helpmate. But those things uh-huh. are nothing compared. Yeah. To who I am, yeah. Isn't that cool? uh, and of yes. course, you got the Daniel, you got the Daniel analogy, Daniel seven there in twenty two. Yes, well, and then you think about too, you think about too. You if you can if you continue to 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 trace the long arc of Israel's history, and what happened? Well, they begged for kings, they begged for rulers, right? And then God sent them kings. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you what you want, and he sends them kings, and all these kings are failing and failing, and none of them. None of them uh, can truly rule the way the people need a ruler. So it's like it's all of it, all of it points to Jesus. And when you think about this ruling and this reigning. Um, so the other thing that hit me, um, <clears throat> so you, you had to do it. You had to put the picture up. Which one? Of of all, as Nella called them, the little ants on oh yeah on on on, on it's, yeah, yeah, GT's yeah. game at the very end. She's like, they look like little ants carrying that little <laughs> toothpick thing around. Uh, and and so I was thinking through. You, you, I th- it was really great. That's one thing Rachel and I talked about. How ten years ago, and it's absolute truth. You would have been blasting everybody. Why would you staying up? I bet you're not jumping up and down about Jesus yeah, today. Right, you right, should be right. you know going through the streets <laughs> of Clarksville, you know, carrying a cross around um, <clears throat> and throwing it into the Cumberland or yeah, throw it in the river. Um, so, but you, you made the point of everybody wants to be on a winning team. Everybody wants a part of glory. Yes. I think that's what you said. Glory hunger, man. And, and I think as I was thinking through Ephesians, what I just said about not the argument, but how he's setting this up, Ephesians one and part of two is really setting this up that this is about God's working and that because he is working and what he has done for us, he is going to call us to work, whether that's a daily life and how we live, and what we're doing for his kingdom. He, he, we, Ephesians 2.10, he kind of gives a foreshadowing of that. So I was thinking back, you know, back at, when I used to teach this old Sunday school class at the former church I was at, had one guy, Dave Hernandez. Love Dave. I hope you're listening, Dave. He walked in late every day. Had this big, hairy coat. He's a big guy, <laughs> uh, military guy, just big guy. And so when we were, I taught Exodus, and every time I try to make the point, I'm just trying to hammer it down, I'd say, God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, out of the darkness of Egypt, through the Red Sea, Mm. on dry ground, into the light of the promised land, into the wilderness. And what did they not want to do? Why did he not call them? And he'd always go, frolic in the wilderness, because that's what I'd say every week. He didn't bring the people out of darkness through the Red Sea, to frolic in the wilderness. Right. He brought them for a purpose. Yeah. And if you could see God's perspective of these million-plus people coming through the Red Sea, kind of like the ants on... Yeah. Is it Neyland or Nayland? Neyland? I don't know. You said Neyland. I thought it was Nayland. Whatever stadium. <laughs> it would be like those millions of people. I know it's less than a million there, but millions of people coming across the Red Sea, but they were brought for a purpose, a singular purpose, to fulfill what God had called them to be. Yeah. And that was a people set apart to bring the glory to the people around them yeah. to see how great and wonderful God was. Yes. And this is exactly what Ephesians is setting up. Our God is so great in what he has done for us, that he is bringing us out of darkness into light for a purpose. Yeah. And it's not to make our little kingdoms and frolic in our own little worlds. We will have missed 
the joy and the wonderful and the point of what he's done. And that's what I think he set up in Ephesians 1. I, I love it. Here's, here's, what, here's what's striking me even now about this text is the more I think about it, the more I see and realize uh, Paul is unpacking a potential experience for God's people, us, his children. And, and I think the way he lays this out, what we see is that, that's, is that there is a deeper experience available. I even get nervous about using that kind of language because of what people could dream up about that. Mm-hmm. But there's a deeper experience available for the Christian that, that I think the way Paul writes this, our understanding should be, it doesn't happen apart from prayer, from somebody praying for them, that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened so that they might, he says, so that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Three things, hope and the other two. No, go for it. No, you read it. For for hope, our value, and his power. And I think what's interesting to me is it it feels there's there's this dynamic because this is a prayer Paul's praying. It's not a command he's giving God's people. So there's this wild dynamic where um, it doesn't feel obligatory. It feels invitational. It, you know, and, and it, it, it almost like there's something about it. It's like it piques my curiosity. And it's like, oh, there's a hope that I can know that I may not know. Oh, there's a, there's a power. There's a power that I could know as a Christian that I may not yet be experiencing. What should I do? Well, I should ask people to pray that the eyes of my heart would be opened to see and experience and know this. And you last week, I hate to, uh, no, two weeks ago, um, you preached on the first two verses, I think. So we can't, I keep saying this is everything that God has done, and, and that is true. The, the paradigm. The, the core. The, everything that of our experience, God is. Except he does ask for something, and that is, we talk, I know we talked about it last week or two weeks ago, but it's faith and it's love. Trust, trust, have faith, trust that God is who he says he is, and trust and put everything in that and love him, obey him, yeah. be everything about him. That's the Shema yeah. we talked about in Deuteronomy 6. It's everything that you are, you just go all in on, because he's not only worthy. I think we sang that on Sunday, maybe. Yeah, worthy not, of it all. No, Not only is he worthy of it. But that is what his that's what the point of his creation was. Our contentment is found in what he has created for us. Again, like I said, it is for a working that he is working for us. It is not for us just to frolic in the playground, hoping something might good fall out of the sky. He has have us he has a purpose for us to charge through to accomplish greater yeah. wonderful things for the people around us. Here's where it gets really practical for me, Jonathan, is for every podcast listener today. It's, it's cool to think that you can pray a perfect biblical prayer if you pray these prayers for your children, for your friends, for your pastor. For you, if, if you pray what Paul's praying here, you know. I mean, this is inspired by the Holy Spirit, what he's writing to the Ephesians here. But this is his prayer. And it, it, sometimes we don't know exactly what to pray for. You know, I got to pray that my kids would make good grades and I pray that they would have good friends and, you know, and all those things are good things to pray, right? 
Um, but I just, I want to pray this more. Lord, open the eyes of their heart that they might know the hope to which they've been called. And because it's so easy to be enamored with this world, and we are we are aliens and strangers. We've been called to a, a future hope. And so I want my kids to be future-oriented people, to not be enamored with the here and now. And um, I, it just fires me up to think, man, there's, there's better things I could pray for my kids. There's new things I could pray for my kids. And podcast listeners, I hope, I hope that you're grabbing hold of that today is that, you know, is, is that uh, you can have greater sight. You know, Parker, this past summer, uh, he's a great little baseball player and he loves it. They call him dirty because he loves diving for balls. Well, he, like the coach threw him a ball and it, it hit him right in the face. You know, he gets a bump on his head and all this stuff, you know, and then he's missing balls in the outfield and the coach comes to us and says, hey, I think you might want to have his eyes checked, you know, and, and Parker is insisting, I can see it. I can see it. I don't need to get my eyes checked. He's saying, I don't want to wear glasses. You know, I don't know why, but, um, and, uh, well, sure enough, we take him to get his eyes checked and he's got this nearsighted, farsighted thing going on and he's got to get, he's got to get glasses. But here's Parker running around, playing baseball, loving the game, insisting that he can see. And, and maybe many of us feel that way spiritually right now is that we're seeing all that God wants us to see. But this is so invitational to say, no, there's more. There's more that God wants us to see and experience. And um, it kind of fires me up, and it may, <laughs> it just makes me want to secure time alone with the Lord, you know, to press in and, and to say, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, and let me be still before you. And um, Well, you walked in the lounge this morning and said, what hit you? What hit you? Yeah. As we say, we do prepare for this. Don't say that we don't, but <laughs> it is not a scripted deal. And uh, Fred and I come in on our own organic thoughts, and we try to put them together to make something that's uh, valuable to you and valuable and worthy to God. So you said what hit me this morning uh, about the Scripture. I woke up at 3, could not get back to oh, sleep. Oh, brother. My little ring said I was like way high on my heart. Jonathan rate. wears a ring, and it tells him all yeah. kinds of things. got to go back to the summer pot. It's not podcast. a fortune-telling ring. It's spring just podcast. a— It just shows you just, how high my heart rate— It tells rate. you your health just is worse today <laughs> than it was yesterday. <laughs> horrible, horrible dream. And I woke up this morning, couldn't get to sleep till like 4.35, uh, and and I said to myself, yesterday was a rough re-entry, as it always is after yeah, being sure, up. sure. And I said, and I remember, I, I told you when you came in, I said, the biggest thing that hit me was, and if you want to read Ephesians 6 today, you can read it, but I, I, I fought a battle that I shouldn't have been fighting with weapons that I shouldn't have been using. Mm-hmm. And it's because my, my, my eyes, even though it was in my, it was in the forethought, this is spiritual stuff. But Say I, that again. You did what? Say it again. Yeah, I fought the wrong battle with and with the wrong weapons. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it is just, even though it's it was on the front of my thought yesterday, it, it's not that it's not. It's yeah. not that, oh, you know, maybe right. God's maybe doing this in someone's life, and maybe right. I should react differently. It, it was still, I chose to fight a battle with weapons I should not have used. Yeah. And so today, that's what I'm going to try to do better. It's not that I even recognize it. It's, I still have to perform. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I have to say this. If you knew that UT was going to beat Alabama after, what, 15 plus years? Yeah. If you knew the outcome before the game started, would you have watched it? 
You don't have to answer, podcast mm-hmm. listener. You can say it out loud. No. If you knew they were going to win 52 to 49, if you knew that poor Alabama guy was going to miss a kick and then the other guy was going to do this duck of a duck of a, of a field goal and it still goes in, would you have watched it? Or would you just tuned in for the last, I don't know, three minutes? Yeah, maybe. So the, the point being for me is, even though it might be in your forethought, yeah. What you do every day is important. Every yes. play that you try to execute is important. So, good. so just because you know what you think you might need to do, you still got to execute. And and so that's for me today. Yeah, you I'll, used you used like perform and execute I, translation like obey. That's right. Right. Obey the Lord. Right. Know yeah. Him. Know what He's called you to do. Yeah. That's the enlightening of your heart. Yeah. Having the vision yeah. that there's a spiritual yeah. realm. Yeah. But just because you even see it, God's still asking you to execute it. That's the Shema. Love yeah. him with everything you are. Obey what he's tasking you to good. do. Tackle what he's giving you. I don't, I'm not a big football guy. I'm using yeah. all these football analogies. That's good. That's good, man. Well, I feel you. I feel you because those are the most painful moments for me when I'm like, when I get done with like this rich time with the Lord and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on a mountaintop. And then I blow it the next day, and I'm like, oh. And I think for me, like, there's such a contrast. I'm like, how is that possible? How is that possible? And it's just, it is that long arc of our sanctification that that our spiritual maturity and our spiritual growth uh, is very much like the growing of a tree, very much like the growing of a tree. Um, over at Northeast High School, there's this giant tree and a friend of mine said, we planted that when I was in high school. Yeah. And it was 20 years ago. That's cool. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. And and so I love that just to think, JV, if you're alive 20 years from now, which I'm I'm banking on you being alive <laughs> 20 years from now. Oh, no, come on, man. You know, you obeyed your parents. And the Bible says, obey your parents, you'll live long in the land, right? Um, but, but, I, but I just, seriously, I wonder how you'll be living out your faith in 20 years. It'll it'll be your your heart is so committed to the Lord. You'll you will have grown in so much wisdom. You will have overcome so many of those little nagging tendencies, you know, like I um that's probably one of the things that keeps me sane is the fact that I can look back 10 years from today and see that I've there actually has been spiritual growth. I can't look back 10 days. I can't even look back like 10 months. But I can look back 10 years from today and see, oh, wow, God really is growing me. And um, so I'm, I'm with you. I feel that. I feel that. I, you know, I think for me, just continuing that illustration of the, like the, the frozen windshield, my windshield this morning was not frozen. I was able to drive over here without having to. But here's what happens is when it is frozen, I'll turn the heater on. And it'll start with this tiny little circle. So I'm trying to see the whole ro- road through this tiny little melted circle. And I think that's what I want to say to God's people and the people that are listening to the podcast today is the reason Paul is praying that the eyes of our heart would be open is because some of us were just, we only have like a tiny little circle that we're seeing through. And God wants to broaden that circle by his Holy Spirit. And he wants you to know the hope, and he wants you to know your value, and he wants you to know your power. And that is a spiritual experience. It's, it's, it's not a give me a checklist. Like that is a spiritual experience where you've got to open your heart by faith 
to the Holy Spirit of God, trusting him and let and, and allow him to begin to do his work. You're you're actively participating in it. But when you look at these words, having having the eyes of your hearts enlightened is a passive verb there, right? And and so it's it's something that's happening to you. So there's that beautiful dynamic of we have to perform, we have to act, we have to obey. But at the end of the day, Jesus truly is the hero in our story, right? Always. So that's that beautiful divine tension, and we don't, it's both and, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's both and. Well, this was fun. Oh, bro, so good, man. This was a lot of fun. I want to, it's like I want to preach on that that same text again. You oh, know, it's you, like, can't, I, you can't do it. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just got. You've got to. You got to move on. Keep I, on, I keep can't. On I can't. You can't do that again. Because <laughs> uh, I'll get my butcher paper out and start. Hey, I'm. Lo- I'm looking forward to community group this this Friday because you'll be digging into this. And so I, I'm going to try. Bring the heat, brother. I'm going to try to dig it in. So hey, you mentioned community groups. Uh, we're going to end on this segment today. So if those that are waiting for a third, it's not coming today. Um, so community groups. Uh, if you're in a community group and you signed up. Attend, commit, commit, That's right. commit. That's right. It'll make it. It'll make it worth it. You know what I hear from every every person? They tell me life is full, life is busy. Sometimes I'm tempted to not go because of that, but every time I do, I'm so glad I did. That will so help it open up, enlighten your heart to the absolutely. Vision. That is what opens it up. That's right. It's another big porthole people into the, the spiritual realm and what God is doing. And so the other thing is those that are the Ephesians challenge, I know we had mentioned it in a couple of weeks, but do it. It's going to make Ephesians much more clear and clear and clear. Read a chapter a day, Monday through Saturday, chapters one through six. I think it'll make a difference. I'm going to read chapter two today. I read chapter one yesterday. Again, I'm going to read chapter two today. I hope you will also podcast listener. If you're listening in on Thursday, you better have read the first three chapters and reading the fourth chapter today. JV, I love you, man. Hey, keep it real, brother. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.